I don't think we necessarily have this, you know, on paper kind of written out thing. But what we no. do have is the peace and the harmony that we say we don't feel completely. Obviously, we didn't plan any of this. <laughs> so you're getting it. How we really this feel. This is our conversation. <laughs> yeah, this um, is the conversation. Join us. Yes. We have a lot to process. Conversations are the lifeblood of community. They require effort, patience, intentionality, and vulnerability. They are a space to express what you appreciate and what you do not. Here, we embrace the freedom to genuinely express yourself, which grows our relationship stronger. With every exchange, the power of dialogue builds something that will endure, and we will be here for one another at the end of each one. We're Drexel and Jonna King, and thanks for joining this conversation. And we're back with another episode of King and Co. Conversations. <laughs> I was waiting for you. I thought you were going to leave me hanging. Oh, maybe one day we'll get it together, but not tonight. <laughs> yeah, we record these at night most of the time. Kids are down. We hope. We think. <laughs> yeah. So, what's on the agenda? I think we will talk about a fun topic balancing work and family we get that question a lot we're doing it right now balancing some podcasting some family some work story yes and how do you make time for all your kids um so maybe just those two questions we'll stick with how do you let's do it i'm working on my mic you know like professionalism I'm trying to, uh, I don't know, speak into the mic. And know that God is with you. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. (laughs) Uh, Balancing work and family and just life in general. Work-life balance. Work-life balance. Yes, exactly. I like to call it work-life health. That's a good one. Thanks. Work-life health. And Doesn't roll off the tongue as good, but. Well, we should tell people that you have a full-time job. You're no longer in school full-time, but you were in full-time seminary. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, side gigs aren't necessarily like a huge time commitment, but there's, you know, ministries that you serve in that you do balance in the evenings and weekends. Mm-hmm. Me, I work at, in the home and mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm. have any paid gigs outside in other seasons i've done other little things here and there um but just mm-hmm. helping kids build their businesses so yeah that's all those another, are both of our that's another thing maybe we can touch on that today too kids businesses those are titles our official titles yeah yeah and then we blog yes you're doing great i'm trying, to, I'm trying to get you back into it yeah i was in the game for so many years and now i just gotta Get back to writing. I love you're, writing. You're a content creator. Yes, I do. Social like, media. Oh, I do like that outlet, creating videos and photos and stuff. So we do like to have time for creative outlets on top of true work. I guess that is work, but we don't see it as work right now. Yeah. Yeah. And we do it all ourselves. Uh, we don't have like a, 
Oh, yeah. A ghost person or we're not paying anyone. No, we really don't. And nothing against women that pay for certain things. Even no, for sure. To take off the load. Um, I just have always felt like if I'm home, we can use that money for something else. So, Yeah, we don't have money like that. <laughs> so I would love to pay for someone. <laughs> but uh, maybe one day, maybe some more work-life health will help with this. Okay. So how, how do you? I think in... Was this something you were always good at? Were you always, well, we, okay, our listeners. Am I good now? Yeah, that's hey, what I was going to say. Okay. We can't assume, they can't assume you're good, but I do think you're very good at this. But when, let's go When back. you say good, what does that look like? What does that mean? Mm, leaving work when it needs to be left at work, leaving mm. ministry issues when they leave, need to be left, or leaving conflict, relational conflict mm. with anyone and not letting it affect you Mm. when you're around the kids or just when you're home or time with me or date nights or anything that we have. So just the balance of you can only control so much and you're okay with letting things fall where they fall. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, That's how I define good. But I think we should go back. Do you feel... Well, good, I mean, I feel like we should hit that for a second because good is this idea of one, prioritization. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if segmenting is the right word. Partitioning? Um, but you uh, you properly have boundaries the where there need to be. Sure. And not that those things don't ever overlap Sometimes, but the the proportion with which you maintain boundaries is allowing the family to thrive. Yeah. And what does a thriving family well, look like? Well, I was going like? to say, that's a great way to sum it up because you're really good at boundaries. <laughs> and I'm still learning them. And this was, that was the word for, Ooh. that was my word for this year, boundaries. Ooh. But I've learned so much. And I've learned from you, honestly, over the years have just that is another topic. Yeah, we should talk about that. No, not yeah. tonight. I can't do it all. But boundaries, healthy. How does it, what does a thriving family look like in a work life health, work life balance environment? So, kind of what is our goal? I don't think we necessarily have this, you know, on paper kind of right now thing. But what we no. do have is the peace and the harmony that we say we don't feel completely. Obviously, we didn't plan any of this. <laughs> so you're getting it. How we really this feel. This is our conversation. <laughs> yeah, this is a conversation. Join us. Yes. We have a lot to process. But I would say we don't, yeah, we don't put this on paper, like only work this many hours and only do this and don't let this ministry take more than this many hours. And because you can't, do that. You can't make things so black and white when you're when you have a lot of spheres of influence. And so what we have grown to do, but what I would say that the root of a thriving work-life balance is the the I know we talk about unity a lot, but I would say the peace that comes with not being outside of your boundaries. Mm-hmm. So it's just mm-hmm. it's peace, it's ability to rest mm-hmm. and know at the end of the day we're not feeling pulled in different directions. We've done what we need to do for the day. We mm-hmm. can just rest. P 
peace and rest. Peace and rest. And, um, I feel like peace, rest, without, I think, sacrificing, uh, maybe that's not a good word, peace and rest while fulfilling your purpose. Yeah, while well, still chasing the things that you're passionate about and yeah. making time for all, I mean, yeah. you can never do it all, right. but there are ways to be productive. And so yeah. we can talk about productivity and I mean, you have so many tips and tricks for that, but I want to go back. You will go, you will go to the end. You will go to like peace gotta, and rest in the solution. Yeah, and that's just how our marriage is. Define. We think the exact opposite and we think like backward, like his forwards is my backwards. And so he's at the end. We're like, we're wrapping it up with peace and rest. And I'm at the beginning. This is our marriage. I just wanted to know what you meant by when, when people, when Driving. people say, if we're going to give people some advice about work-life balance for sure they need to know okay well what what do you mean like what does that thriving look like yeah so get to that um <laughs> but have i have have we have, me yeah. since i've been out the home working yeah i guess been um, busier definitely definitely not definitely not <laughs> <laughs> definitely not uh i mean so like maybe somewhat of a unique thing for us is we got married eight days after I graduated college, um, United States Naval Academy. And the only reason I think we didn't get married before maybe is because you can't get married yeah. at the Naval Academy. You can't have any dependents until after you graduate. Yes. So no kids, no spouse. Uh, so a lot of people, we're not the only ones, a lot of people get married probably within th- 30 days of graduating the academy and a lot of people get divorced within a year of that time frame. Yeah. Um, but uh, so we got married right away and, you know, there's lots of jokes in the Marine Corps. Uh, like if they wanted you to have a spouse, they'd issue you one, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, I was married to the Marine Corps first before you married your spouse. You know what I mean? And so uh, that, mentality i think is somewhat pervasive in the core um as far as like work is your life and that's how i felt like i graduated and i was gonna pour all my everything into being a marine so for the marines uh because you spend you know, I spent five years like talking up like, oh, the Marines, the Marines, the Marines, the Marines. And then you finally get out there and you have a chance to lead Marines. Big deal. Yeah. And so I was, you know, I wanted to make an impact, make an impact and do a good job. Um, and then I went infantry, which, you know, it's kind of like the main effort of the Marine Corps. Everything else kind of exists to support the infantry. Yeah. And so, you know, um, I mean, in that environment, it's, I feel like it's even a little more intense, a little more demanding, high pace, uh, fast moving type of environment. And I mean, truly you could spend, you know, as late as you want, as late as you wanted, and as early as you wanted. I don't know about as early (laughs) as you wanted. There were range trainings and all kinds of stuff, Uh, zero four. 
Oh yeah, early in the morning. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So you can spend all day there. You can sleep in the office. Um, but I, I mean, we. Uh, one thing I did have going for us when we when we hit the fleet. Uh, this I'm probably taking it back a little too far here, <laughs> but when we hit the fleet, I had we had our first kid before I checked in to yes. my unit. Yes. Um. Which is somewhat rare for a second lieutenant, um, you know, to be a family man. And so that actually boded a little bit well for the Marines because it's like, oh, he's a second lieutenant who's not, who doesn't have nothing better to do than to waste our time. Yeah. Because he's got a family. And so there was some of that where, like, I'm not for going out after work to the, you know, the bars and whatever. Like, I got a family. Yeah. I got to go home. Yeah. Um, so I had some of that, but I think uh, the main thrust was to, like, to um, have an impact. I don't know. I don't know if there's another way to describe it, but to have an impact on Marines and, you know, that was like, that was like my my first and forethought. And that's still your first forethought. Like your life is centered around that. So, I mean, if, if I mean, there's Marines, a, I'm out now. But. Yes, but I'm saying the impact. That is your mission and vision and purpose. Like that's everything about you. Yeah, that hasn't changed. Maybe it's matured. But so <laughs> that being the root of it is funny that you even sum it up like, well, that was then. But we can go kind of even more through the journey of how it has been matured and refined. But I think you saying a mentor sat down it's like, hey, you can't, you know. Yeah, I mean, we were we were at a little retreat. Uh, we were at, this is how I remember. It. Yeah, we were back. So I had, I had done three years in the fleet, um, deployed two times. I think we had two, maybe pregnant with our third. Pregnant with a third. We're back in Annapolis now, uh, working with the football team a little bit. Company officer in that time frame, and we go on a retreat. And my mentor, who was the same one at the academy, Christian guy, um, kind of got me involved in like most of my Christian practices today, like reading the Bible in a year every year. Like, I mean, that started with him. Um, one-on-one discipleship. Yeah, Mike and Marcia Sloan. Yeah, devotionals, <laughs> family devotionals, uh, quiet times, like all these words that I use uh, probably started with him. And... Uh, you know, some other things I probably can't name. But another thing he hooked me up with is uh, we were we were at this street and we were kind of it was tense. I was at younger, odds about something. And I think and it was I know it was like you probably had teachings and I'm kind of juggling babies yeah. and pregnant. And so it was just like Yeah, we're having more babies tension. and I'm thinking I can run the same pace that I did when we had no babies or one baby. Yeah, probably like when we did ministry when we were younger. Right. And, you know, having a, we know a lot of young families who have one and two kids and they're like young, three and under maybe. Um, but when they start to get like four and five, yeah, it just changes. For sure. Like you can't, you can, you can kind of bring a one-year-old around and still kind of flow with your life. Yeah. But once they start getting four, five, six, that changes. Uh, and I think you were feeling that. And it took me a while to see you, hear you, and recognize that. 
that it, this has to change. And so he he sat me down with them and he was like, uh, I'm probably paraphrasing a little bit, but if it's basically like if you if you do nothing else in life mm-hmm. but raise your family, you will have accomplished everything the Lord wants for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you will you will leave a legacy that is worthwhile. You don't need to fight for anything else. And I think that was so impactful for you because in your mind, you're very high capacity. You can take on a lot. And so in your mind, you're like, yeah, I'll keep having babies, but I will also keep teaching these retreats and yeah, traveling. I'll and do it all. They'll go with you. And and yeah. we, I'm also very high capacity. So then we, yeah. you know, kind of bend in that direction. We can both take on more. And, and in that season, pregnant with my third, I was like, hey, this is just a weekend for us to rest. And you were in work mode. So, I was in go mode. you know, we didn't have that unity. We didn't have that peace and that rest. And I think he sensed that and you know, kind of called you on it, but it was impactful. And I think each baby has been a transformation of even the balance because you see that more children need something from you. And so it's kind of like, well, what do I give less to? And still, sometimes you have this infinite amount of energy and capacity, <laughs> which I love because it works great for a large family. But you have seen that there's a time and place for everything. Like, this is a time for kids, and I'm not going to be working. And this is a time for teaching. And uh-huh. this is a time for, you know, when you plan an event or something, and you're doing something, you're like, I'm going to be in work mode. So you'll take maybe only the older kids that can help you. Uh-huh. And they love to do that with you. And, uh-huh. it's, and and that's a kind of a thing where I'm like, yeah, I'm great. I'm happy staying home with the babies. Or maybe in other seasons I would have gone and kind of maybe tried to serve and do things like that with the little ones. And I've just learned it's good to stay home and rest with the babies. And you don't need me there and, you know, whatever that is. So that's even growth in the rest mode of the differences in our personality mm-hmm. and something that might take a lot of energy from me. I have to learn to draw a boundary and say, I don't need to be at that, but maybe you can. Mm-hmm. And so we can mm-hmm. give and take. And then there's other things where it's like, hey, this will be really life-giving to me. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the life side of it, work life, you mm-hmm. know? And so you will sacrifice something on your, I would say, work end or creative end to just give me that space to have life, kind of, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Girls' nights or, you know, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. So most of the time it's it's that harmony that we always talk about where we're expressing our needs we're communicating we're talking about the things that are really important and we're not stuffing stuff at the root of finding a good work-life balance is the if you have unmet expectations if you have uncommunicated expectations you will probably sink (laughs) faster than you know you'd like to oh yeah uncommunicated expectations is probably top five reasons why marriages fail yeah i mean so even back to when we first got married or even some job changes i mean we i would know we'd have job changes and it'd be like okay i'm gonna get off at five and so i'd be watching the clock at five because mm-hmm. i think i would have maybe six kids at the time or who knows mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but if it was like 5 20 i'd be like babe those 20 minutes were so long and that was just an expectation i had for that new season of that job like oh he's gonna be home at five five oh five five ten and then as soon as it was like, no, John, that wasn't really the expectation or some days I might be home and me relearning because you were never home at five in the military. So never. like the five o'clock was this like golden 
award of civilian life that I thought we had arrived. I probably, you know, I was like, oh, I'm never home this early. So if I'm like 20 minutes past five, like no big deal. Yes. So it would be those things. It was just hilarious how we had different, I mean, our our minds are even in different places coming from a, a very intense work seasons season in the military to civilian life. And so, I mean, even now you have um, just this like ability to, I would say even communicate where maybe then it was just like in your head you communicated or in your head it was like, yeah, she's good. good." But now you're just like, hey, I'm in route. And even if it's 30 minutes late, it's like, okay, I know he's coming. I'm tracking and so. Yeah, that's the other thing uh, <laughs> that I'm I'm still working on. But, you know, when I'm at work, my brain is at work. For sure. And I, I could go all day not thinking about God and not thinking about, not, I mean, I've been praying, I've been praying about that for the longest time. And I've had some recent breakthroughs about praying without ceasing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I would just, Go through a whole day, not even consider God or even the family. Like, yeah. and so uh, just kind of stepping out of that, and you know, sending that checking in, sending that heads up. Hey, this and that. I'll be home a little later, or I'll be home early. Yeah. I mean, you still want to know those things too, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's an improvement and yeah. probably work in progress uh, still. But I think you know for. You know, for uh, men out there who uh, I think there's a lot of stereotypes that we can buy into Mm. that you probably could spend some time deconstructing. Is that what is really best for our family? Is that what's best for me? Um, Because when when my mentor told me that it was like a weight lifted off, like I was trying to carry the weight of, you know, like I gotta, I gotta change these lives out here. Yeah, and I gotta go, you know. Yeah, and that weight kind of lifted off, um, and and now I'm just, I feel like I'm carrying, you know, do I, I had trouble with this Bible verse for years, but you know, Jesus says, "Come to me, for my yoke is light, or my burden is light." My yoke is easier or something like that. Um, and I used to always wonder, like, man, why do we have any type of yoke if we're coming to you? You know, but I think it's that idea, like, you, st- you still got work to do. You got to carry a load here. Uh, there's, you are created for his workmanship. And, and it so, says, come to me all who are weary and I'll give you rest for your souls. So I, I think even behind that is, like, it's our souls striving and I don't mean to interrupt you, but I think when you go back to that burden, you're saying like, I have this longing desire to impact people. Yeah. And it's like, and he's just saying, I will help you with that, but you can also rest. Yeah. Sorry. That's a, that's a, that's another, that's kind of like another level of, you know, I will give you the desires of your heart. Seek him first and then everything else will be added unto you. Mm-hmm. And so, that's another level of kind of dying to yourself, taking up your cross, following him, and keeping your eyes on him. And then through through your devotion to him, you end up sort of fulfilling the things that you want, having that impact. For sure. Um, 
and you started to see that, I mean, play out spiritually. Like the more you kind of rested in the season, whether it was military or civilian or even now, you're kind of like, I can enjoy my kids. I can enjoy this moment. I can, you know, let some conflict maybe roll off my back better than then. And those are the things that I think affect a work-life balance because from what I hear Definitely. in a lot of marriages is the husband will come home stressed Definitely. and the wife will already be stressed. And so the stress will collide. And it's like, he's not giving me space for stress, mm. for my stress. And mm -hmm. I don't have anything left in mm -hmm. me to give more space. And so it's this, we're both at our breaking points. Mm -hmm. We can't carry one another's load because we're both kind of at our wit's end. Yep. And that. And, and maybe some of that load is like almost fake rocks in your pack that or you self-induced friction of yourself like you're you're adding a weight that you aren't meant to carry by prioritizing work out of order for sure and god said you know he said love me love god and love others and you need to prioritize those two things first now after that you know you, there's lots of room for however you want to do that. Yeah. Love the cars, love work, but love God and love others first. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to love others, your your closest neighbor, I was gonna say your closest you know, is your spouse mm -hmm. and your children. Yes. And the legacy and opportunity that you have to leave with your children is your greatest impact. For sure. Um, you You know, when you look back on your life, 60, 70, 80 years old, I will not remember any like mission in the Marine Corps. I'm not thinking about that. Yeah. You know, I want to know how my kids are, my grandkids are. Yeah. Um, and so if we keep it in perspective yeah. of our priorities, and and that's a hard thing to do, I think, for men. It's deprioritizing the yeah, you got to work. Yeah, you got to you got to bring provide. it. Mm -hmm. You got to provide. But that still doesn't mean it's your priority. And that's a mindset shift yeah. that the whole family will recognize once it's unlocked. And I was going to say like some of that too is identity. Um not feeling like you have to find your identity in your job yeah. for a man and also for a woman. So like yeah. My identity is not in the fact that I'm a mom mm. and I stay home. Mm. Like this is a season I'm in. And it wasn't ever in the fact that I was a photographer or that mm. I was a designer or that I identity in Christ. Yeah. And so when seasons change and jobs change and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's more stress or less stress or whatever it is, we don't feel so disheveled because these aren't our identities. Mm -hmm. So even your titles. And I know for a lot of individuals which then it affects their home and their marriage um it is an identity crisis so if something changes it's all of a sudden i feel like my identity is being threatened and so mm. i want to then you fight resist and mm -hmm. fight and, mm -hmm. and that will create work life unbalance mm -hmm. um versus Unhealth. kind mm -hmm. of <laughs> healthy versus kind of this okay, these aren't our identities. We can rest. Mm -hmm. If another title is coming my way, if another uh, promotion. promotion or for us a baby or whatever it is that we're kind of holding out and uncertain about, 
we can kind of rest where we're at and mm-hmm. not feel this strain of um, conflict yeah. that can come from the tension. Yeah. And uh, we're, you know, I'm a huge fan of trying to incorporate our family into our vocation as much as we can, um, which is maybe, you know, another conversation we can have. But uh, that's why recently we've been pursuing entrepreneurship yeah, as a way that we can. And we did talk about how we're trying to have our kids. So we do have a goal in our family. Um, Man, we don't, I don't have time here, but I'll try <laughs> to hit it real quick. For each kid to kind of have their own business. Or business idea that they can grow and explore. Yeah. And so the older ones are cutting grass right now. Uh, One's doing elderberry. One's kind of doing bread. And so as the younger ones start getting older, we have some ideas. And we want to help them explore that. Um, But the idea is kind of we're we're doing it as a family, you know. And that's, that's extremely significant to me because... You know, even when I was pursuing the pastorate at one point, uh, which I am no longer, uh, um, you know, it was it was a recognition. There was a mindset shift for me to recognize as a pastor, I can influence uh, someone maybe maybe two hours a week, Mm -hmm. hour on Sunday, hour Wednesday, small group, maybe. Yeah. Right. But as a business person as a business owner i'm influencing someone 40 plus hours a week and so the more we incorporate our family into that that's to me just extra discipleship with my children and in in a different way in a different format and so and it's more for you the impact it's the life on life it's the how many touch points do we have with people that we influence and that is even our vision behind King and Company. It's yep. we want to have touch yep. points, and it's maybe the podcast. It's maybe that you're buying our bread. It's maybe yep. that you're um, reading on the Substack. It's maybe that you're showing up for like for us. It's it's not formal counseling, but you know we have one on ones and we get to hang each other and we know each other in person. Or maybe you're far away, yep. but you know us well. So I think that's just the touch points of we um, we feel called to make an impact. I think everyone's called to make an impact. But I think we we filter that through the lens of our family. Exactly. Now, yeah, instead of I've got this and yeah. you've got this, it's we've been we are approaching yes. this. Yeah. And so complete game changer in how you make decisions. And for everything we things. do. So even if it's a ministry event you take on or you, you know, when I'm in bed and making some reels, it's not this oh, you're doing that instead of choosing me or you're doing this. It's this, we are walking in our family's, you know, gifts and Mm -hmm. we are a team in all that we do. Mm -hmm. And so it does take a lot of communication and I think that's the sound of it. But it's also the the ability to rest. I would say at the end of the day, we've done what we can and tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. Maybe as a little uh, homework assignment or takeaway here, you know, if 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 you're not questioning like, oh, how's my work life balance? Mm-hmm. Then maybe there's a problem there. Yeah. Uh, you know, if or maybe uh, there's suppressed stress and that 
one of the spouses fills in. Maybe there's some assumptions that need to be cleared up, some conversations. But uh, I feel like in asking the questions, having some checkups every now and then, and just leaving room and space for uh, really looking at your work-life balance with your family and saying, is this working for us? For sure. And getting to the heart. Yeah. You know, and part of that is looking at the kids. Yeah. You know, are they, you know, you're really good at this. Like, we're doing too much. We just need a rest. Yeah. And the kids are being affected. And so uh, who, who, and if it's, if it's not you two, like what other couple can help bring in, read in and, and provide some accountability yeah, yeah, it just makes me think like that's the root of this conversation. We're having our conversation. Hopefully it spurs maybe mm-hmm. our listeners to have these conversations in your own family mm-hmm. or with people that you do life with. Like, hey, is is our work balance in a health place? Are we honoring our family, honoring one another with the things that we prioritize our time with? Okay. There's a lot more, but I'm sure if that was good. If you made it this far, we have many thanks for you. Uh, follow us on all the things. Twitter. No, we don't have Twitter. <laughs> Instagram, Parenting the King's Way. Like, subscribe, comment, all the things, y'all. All the things. Uh, share, uh, show us some love. Uh, we appreciate you. See ya. That wraps up another King and Co conversation. Like, share, comment, and subscribe so we can have conversations with more people that appreciate being on this journey of community, freedom, and life together.